episode 73. My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. This is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Got your little buddy next to you. I've got one of my best friends in the you whole do. world, Mr. Sampson. Sitting right here next to me. We are recording in my living room midday. If you're listening to this, sorry guys. There's a handful of people that listen to this Thursday morning, bright and early. <laughs> Didn't happen this Thursday. Not today. Not today. It is actually coming out today. We're going to record and post back, right, now. right now. Yes, but we're in my house. I've had a sick kid, schedules back and forth. So I got babies asleep upstairs. Whoa. I got one kid on the tablet. Watching some bluey and a dog and a dog sitting next to you. Just taking a nap. And I'm glad that you like Samson because you are you are our number one go to. Will you watch our dog while we go out of town? <laughs> I love it. And then we get a picture of him at your house hanging out. <laughs> I was like, All right. Samson got to come and hang out. Oh, there we go, buddy. Yeah. There we go, big guy. <laughs> He's like, Oh, can we do all podcasts over here? <laughs> kind of like going, Well, hey, this is the new year. New year. Happy twenty twenty two. January sixth. Yes. Today is the actual end of Christmas. The 12th day of Christmas, right? Yeah, so I think we talked about this before. If not, the 12 days of Christmas. It's not just a fun song, folks. It starts the 25th. Right. And then 12 days. And now we're today. There you go. The epiphany. Epiphany. Um, But yeah, we don't typically celebrate that. All of our Christmas decorations are down. Kind of had that going, which is really funny. This past weekend, you know, my wife, she was off all last week. So she's taking stuff down and one by one and all that stuff. And, and she likes door hangers. <laughs> Art on the door. Right. And we have a Go Vols and we have a Christmas and we have a... Y'all do have a nice selection. Thanksgiving, all that stuff. And so she laughed the other day and said, <laughs> she put one up and it's a snowman. It yeah. says, let it snow. She's like, oh, that's funny. Because at that point it was... 75 75 <laughs> the kids are outside like shirtless running around playing it snowed like the next day yeah it was a crazy couple and days then it snowed um i know all of our friends up north when i mean up north i mean middle tennessee they're getting it right now they're getting dumped on by some snow we got some pictures from the in-laws do you ever miss that i mean you're a middle tennessee guy we know we never got that snow it's yeah. it's been recent where i feel like i mean you'll get a lot of snow when yeah. i was a kid I don't remember getting that much snow. Yeah. That's even more rare down here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and then my sister-in-law, Katie and Andrew, they, you know, past years, they've been living in Florida. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, we don't get it. We're, like, We're never getting this. Never get this. They're, they're in Jacksonville now. They're like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Not getting that snow down there on the coast. Yeah. If they get snow, we got a whole different, there's a big deal going on. We got on. a problem. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a real deal. Uh, but no, so they got, um, so we had a lot of snow. If you're up North listening, get out there and play. And there's been it. like a big deal in Virginia. Do you see all that in Virginia? No, I missed that there. I think it's highway 90 that runs like DC, Virginia, like down to like Richmond yeah. area. I act like I know exactly what that you is. You sound but, like you know what you're talking but about. But they had like a snowpocalypse where it was rain, 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 boom, boom. a ton of snow. There are people stuck in their cars for 35 hours. Oh, no food, people with babies. What do you What do you Kids. do? Because here, when we had ours, it was like you could kind of generally walk to somewhere. 
Yes. But, you know, I know a lot of people commute this hours went on, into D.C. This went on for almost 80 miles. That's wild. And um, there was this story of this guy who hadn't eaten in like 30 hours mm. and was like, I am so hungry. And like a few cars ahead of him was a truck and it was a bread delivery truck. So he called the company and said, hey, apparently the CEO got on the phone and called the driver and said, open your truck up and walk up and down and just give just as much, feed folks. just feed folks. Yeah, That's good. Dire, dire, dire times. Um, so yeah, <laughs> man, that's bonkers. Yeah. Um, yeah, our snowpocalypse, we had, I don't know, six years ago? It was uh, 14. 14. Yeah. We had been here about a year, and our old house was on this massive hill. I, yeah, I know I've told the story before. Y'all were I, stuck, I bet. I, well, I had a Land Rover. Yeah. I had a four-wheel drive Land Rover. It was it was Land Rovers and ATVs. Yeah. I saw a ton of, and at the gas station, and I had to get my wife. Yeah. She worked that ton at UAB, and she was like, I think I'm going to stay here all night. Like, code orange means... All if if you're a nurse, we we're gonna need you because people can't get here. Right. So okay. So the whole time I was thinking, fine, fine, fine. And then like five o'clock, she's like, I get to go home at seven, be here. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh no. Um. So I went and got her. Yeah. Filled up the tank. I had thermoses full of coffee. I had blankets. I brought food because there was people stuck yeah. on the interstate. I went 65 north up the few exits to get her. In southbound. Yeah, I was going to say north was probably pretty clear because nobody was going into town. Southbound, there was an 18-wheeler uh, jackknife stuck at like Oxmore. Yeah. And it was just sitting. So I got her and I was like, ah. She was like, how are we getting home? And I was like, mm. We'll figure it out. I said, you have to trust me. So I went southbound on the northbound interstate. Huh. I said, if I get a ticket, I get a ticket. It's yeah. worth Three hundred dollars, whatever yeah, it'll whatever be. Whatever it is, yeah. Didn't pass a soul. Didn't do it. <laughs> in twenty five minutes, we were home by the fire. She was like, "Do I need to act like I'm pregnant? Like it's emergency?" <laughs> I was like, "No, like g g just give me a ticket." And we like picked up some people on the yeah. way, and we took them to where they wanted to go. But I can't imagine being stuck in that. Yeah, especially with like a baby, like know, yeah. like twenty thirty miles in twenty thirty hours. Yeah, I hope you don't run out of gas. And there's people that have like. We'll turn it on for 10 or 15 minutes. Just heat up. Warm up. Turn it off. Turn it back on. But anyways, get that. Well, happy New Year's to y'all. Hope um, you guys are having a great New Year. It's been nasty, rainy here for the past few days. Yeah. It's been, and it's going to get cold here again. Tonight, I think low's like in the 20s. Yeah. But I don't think there's no snow. No snow. Jack can't quite understand our oldest when we show him pictures of snow this morning from Tennessee. Like, we're getting snow? I was like, mm, it doesn't work that way, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's here may freeze. That could, and that could be its own problem. It, it, uh, worse. Yeah. Worst problem yeah. Uh, if it freezes here. But, yep. Yeah, uh, so we're here mid-Thursday mid at the house. New, new time, new locations. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. I like being here at like 11 o'clock at yeah. night is when we usually <laughs> do it. At your house or my house, late nights. But There's also the fun element of, you know, the kids could wake up and this could be over uh, very abruptly. Kids aren't going to wake up. If they do, they can hold on for 30, 40 minutes while I finish this. Um, we'll be all good. Jack over here with the, I'm just waiting for him to be like, I can't turn on this game. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to either, man. Just <laughs> figure it out. I don't know how to work. I don't know. The little Amazon I don't know what they're called. Fire, fire tablet. tablets. Yeah. They're, they're garbage. Kindle fire. Kindle, Kindle fire. fire. They're, they're 
garbage. Yeah, well, if there goes that sponsor. If you're used to an iPad, <laughs> yeah. it's nothing like Very it. Very hard to use. It's just not um, intuitive. It's not yeah. how you figure it out. Not I'm easy like, to use. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, we had those for two of our kids back a ways. And then my father-in-law, who is like the head of IT for a bank, he was like, hey, we've got some older iPads that we're taking out of our rotation do you guys want them We're like yes yeah well next time he does that give old peach <laughs> I'll, a shout I'll at you. because these i don't know how to she's like hey we download this i'm like i don't know how to do this yeah i like i need to call charlie over <laughs> i need to call 10 year old over like hey we fix this man i don't know how to do this um but have that in there um we have a few updates Hit us with whatever you want to hit us with. It's time for a Bible Buffoon's Global Update. Bam, 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 bam. All right. We got Brazil. What a great country. Big. Big country. Very big. Yes. And all the country, we have one listener. <laughs> Brazil, but we got hey, them. It just takes one. Thank you. It takes one to light up our map on our website. That's right. So thank you, Brazil. And we have a new state. State stats. I think. <laughs> I just asked you beforehand. I was like, hey, do we have West Virginia? And you're like, yeah, we've already said that. And I'm like, we oh. Talked about the old mountaineers. So apparently our new state, which I will fix next week, the way ours works, it goes by, so like Alabama and Tennessee are the top one or two. That's our most listeners. Right. And then it goes down to how many listen to. So I typically just go to the last page right. to listen to one or two, but I can't find it. Hmm. I, do have a, I do have a spreadsheet. So I need to go we'll consult the spreadsheet. I need to consult the spreadsheet and figure out. But I think we have a new stat because our number went up. We have thirty states and forty countries. There you go. So need to go through and listen to that. Um, also, I heard this on a podcast. This segment of a podcast. I can't tell you what podcast it was. I can't tell you when I listened to it years ago. But they did a corrections and omissions part of it. <laughs> I feel like. Every week that I talk, every Thursday, I get a text from my wife with a correction. <laughs> and omissions. <laughs> not, not omission. I could probably figure that we left something out. Like, next week, it'll be the state. There you go. We yeah. left that out. We have to figure that out. But the correction. To circle back to the Catfish Campus. <laughs> Still the best name of a restaurant I've ever heard. She texted me and said... It was not fried green tomatoes. Okay. It's pickled tomatoes. That is different and something that I've never even heard of. So so they would give you pickled tomatoes. Now I am sure that I'm I did not consult the text from last week. I'm probably wrong on this as well, but I think it's pickled tomatoes. Oh that they give you just this little bowl of pickled tomatoes for the table. Do they taste like pickles or tomatoes? No, I didn't try them. Oh, you don't eat that. I'm a recent I'm a recent tomato trier. Okay. Ketchup's fine. Tomato sauce. Whatever is fine. But just straight up tomatoes, like on a burger or a sandwich. Yeah. I'm trying. Okay. It's good for you. Yeah. Right? Sure. <laughs> it's a vegetable or a fruit. It's a fruit. It's I a think, fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll try it. In my, in my older age, 37, I've now learned like just eat. That's one of those things that just, I, just I try it. I don't like tomatoes, but I just eat them when they come on things, and I ignore, really I ignore them. Yeah, yeah. If I get a burger and I say no tomatoes, and they put it on there, 
if it's not drenched and whatnot and going to take half the toppings off, I'll just eat it. Yeah. If it's pretty easy, I'll just remove it. But I remember not too long ago, locally, my wife got some tomatoes, I think from one of her patients. It was like fresh, like from Growing the farm. Garden, yeah. And my wife ate them and I was here, here in the living room and she was like, you have to eat this. Yeah. She's like, if you don't like this, then you don't like tomatoes. She's like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. You put a little, put a little S and P on it. Yeah. Just eat it. That was it. It was fine. My parents are, I feel like, you know, people, people in that generation, they're just like super into tomatoes. They grow a bunch of tomatoes. They, yeah. All that stuff. And I've yeah. just never been that big into it. So I'm trying. I'm proud of you. I'm trying to learn, not learn to eat new things. I just, I'm of the age where I just need to eat. <laughs> just like, don't be, like, who is a picky? I mean, I know your wife is on the pickier side. Selective, for sure. Ooh, selective. That's a way kinder word. That's way nicer <laughs> to be like, selective eater. Um, did I ever tell the story about me and lasagna? No. Surely I have. No, I've never heard this story. I was in high school, maybe a junior, and trying to date this girl. We were <laughs> friends. We, yeah. I think we probably dated like two or three times yeah. for a week each. It yeah. was one of those things of like, at a small school, yeah. you have a very small. You got to make your round. You got yeah. a very small <laughs> pool to choose from yeah. like it's very like well there's only so many of we us. haven't tried this yet yeah okay, let's, let's go try it you want to go get dinner yeah so she was like why don't you go to the house for dinner tonight i was like i would love to <laughs> go to her house her older sister her boyfriend was there too and he was late later in college yeah bigger guy i was trying to play football I was trying to get bigger guy yeah i wasn't i was a little skinny dude I ate lasagna and I was just like, I don't like lasagna, <laughs> but I can't say that. To right. Her. Yeah. So I remember just trying to eat it, just being like, uh, uh-huh. and then this dude goes, so he does. Well, I play football to that. He's like, he bulk up, son. I'm like, okay. He was like, he'll have another, he'll have a whole nother helping. I finished one, which yeah. I was proud of myself. I was like, I did it. And they threw it on the gauntlet. And then he was like, you need some more. You need to get bigger. And I was like, I like right now, I got to get yes. bigger right now. Yeah. yeah. He's like, right now, eat it. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to, but I couldn't tell him that. I couldn't look like a sissy in front of Kristen. For sure. So I had to eat it. And then I get this age. I'm like, how did I not like, what is wrong about lasagna? Lasagna is one of the few pasta dishes that I do enjoy. You, you, yeah. You don't like pasta. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, carbonara? I'm sure I have. Well, let me make that for you one night. And okay. I'm sure you like it. I'll try. I'll try it. If you like bacon, then you like carbonara. It doesn't like it's, bacon. It is basically pasta with just bacon grease bacon and juice pasta. all over it. That's nice. all it is. It's so good. We haven't made that in a while. Mary Beth, I know you're listening to this. Uh, you probably listen to this on Monday. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. We want to. We're going to host the Richardsons. We can substitute Taco no, Tuesday we're not, for no. Carbonara Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> I don't know when a good day to eat. Carbonara Tuesday. Carb- mm, Thursday know. feels like a really good Thursday does. Carbonara does. Day. Yeah. All right. We'll do that Thursday. Um, well, cool. Uh, well, hey, starting the new year off. We don't we don't have a series. We're just kind of looking. And I was reading some things. Um, this is going to make what we're about to say sadder than what it is. Oh. <laughs> but I was reading some articles of just trying to get some ideas, guys. Yeah. Because we are yet, we are 73 episodes in and no one's given us a uh, Not suggestion. Not a single suggestion. On what, to, on what to say. Um, and so I was looking through some articles and I found this. 
I found this article where it was talking about Psalm 16. So that's what we're going to be at. I am also severely dyslexic. Oh, fun. And I had a worry that I did 19 and I told you 16. Well, which one did you do? 16. Okay, good. We're on the same page. We have not figured that out. But I, I, I got really nervous last night this morning. I was like, which one did I tell him? Uh, but this whole article talked about this guy who his son was in his 20s. This was years ago. Passed away like unexpectedly. Some random deal. But the week before, he was having a conversation with some coworkers. And they were just talking like, hey, what do you want at your funeral? Just kind of like, oh, I want these songs played. I want that. And he said... I want Psalm 16 read at my funeral. Hmm. So I don't read this as a funeral, but I could see right. how it could be. But I actually, when I read this, even kind of knowing about the funeral past of this random guy, for me, it was like, oh, this is a new year. Like a good, like, hey, this is a good verse to kind of kick off the new year or, or a good chapter. It's 11 verses. Yeah. Um, just to kind of kick off the new year. It feels foundational. Yes. It's yes. like something you can stand on. That's a you know good way I mean? to put it. Yeah. yeah. So for a new year or for one effort, like for a good week or a good day, like or read the psalm. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the whole thing. Just keep coming back. You're a good hour. You're good. Whatever. Read this. And so it's been a while, I think, since we just took a psalm yeah. or some verses and said, we're just going to read it and break it down. Yeah. We usually have a kind of a topical, but our topical today is Psalm 16. Mm-hmm where we just want to read it and go through it and just kind of the ideas that we have in our mind and what kind of hit us. Your garbage can keeps thinking that you are telling it to open and it keeps opening and closing, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, you guys probably can't <laughs> hear it. It's pretty annoying. We have a Jetsons-ish trash can. They keep it classy over here at the Peach House. My wife found it at Bargain Hunt. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> uh, she ain't paying no full price for no this. But our trash can is like motion censored. Uh-huh. It's also voice activated, which my kids love. So if you say open can, and of course it didn't do it then, <laughs> but if it, if it thinks it hears something close to that, it'll open up. Just gives, um, you, gives you, gives you a little access in our old house. It was really close to our TV and it still is. And it'll just, meh, meh, meh. it'll just open up all <laughs> night long for the TV going. <laughs> and our boys now our twins now open your can. And of course their voices can't get it. Yeah. And, and they, they get mad. It. I get mad in the mornings when I try to do it. And I start yelling at it. And she's like, sweetheart, you are three feet from it. Just, <laughs> Just wave, wave your hand over it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, we, we paid for this. She's like, we didn't pay that much for this. Like, just don't, <laughs> it's probably a little broke. You don't probably a little broken. You don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to hit up on some Psalm 16 and just some thoughts. And we would love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, or if there is a psalm or a chapter that you're like, hey, this is a good foundational. There's plenty of those For out sure. there. Um, I was with the students last night, and we talked about being a game changer and about love. And we kind of went over Matthew 22, love God, love others. Yeah. And 1 John 4, 16, 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. If you don't, God is love. You don't, And so... For me, I was like, hey, it's a new year with the teens. We're going to start out. This is the year of, uh, for our student ministry, this is the year of just learning about loving like Jesus. Mm, that's good. Um, and so that's kind of our foundational. But for us here, we're going to be in Psalm 16. And we just found this out. 
you're in what translation? You're, CSB. Yeah, you're in some weird voodoo translation. What? What, what is it? See, a, Christian Standard Bible. Of course it's Christian. Why would they have to put that in there? <laughs> that's a good Should just be point. SB, right? SB, Standard Bible. It's their Standard Bible. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the ESV. What is your title of Psalm 16? It is Confidence in the Lord. That sounds nice. It does. Sounds soothing. It's a good name for the psalm, too. Mine is a little more aggressive. <laughs> Let's hear it. And the ESV it says, you will not abandon my soul. <laughs> so I guess it's also how you read it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you will not abandon my, you will not abandon my soul. You won't do it. Lord, you're not going to abandon me, which is true. It is true. I just kind of read it that way. Uh, this is a song by David. Um, and at the very beginning in yours, in, or like under the subtitle, it says yeah. by David, but yours has... A miktam of David. Right. And so you really kind of have these in a lot of your Psalms where will say like, it's a song, it's a this, it's a... Sometimes it'll even give you uh, instrumental yes. recommendations, like for the lyre, for the yes. lute, you know, different things like yeah, that. For yeah, for the... It doesn't say electric drums. It doesn't. It doesn't have that yet. Not yet. I, I mean, mean, yours is the Christian standard. I don't it, know what the message says. For the snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> Have it in there. But you do a little research. Yeah. No one knows what that means. So, yeah, there's no direct definition of it. There's two guesses as Ooh. to what it could mean. Uh, one guess is that it's related to a Babylonian word, which I'm not going to go and look back up. But it basically <laughs> means uh, the it's like the stamp of something valuable. Oh, okay. Uh, so like there were sort of uh, two different ways they thought about that. One, it's like this is as valuable as stamped gold. Uh, and you know, there's the, you could you could go go into all the meaning behind that. And the other is though, uh, it's like uh, the stamp on the lid of a container. So it's like the can just opened. <laughs> uh, but you did say container. I did say container, open container. Uh, but you know, it's, it's basically, uh, that, that side of it is like, uh, just it's talking about its significance and its value and its worth. The other is it might be talking about an instrument like, okay. a, like a percussion tambourine drum type of thing. Okay. But, they don't know exactly. We don't know so exactly that's what always that means. Fun. If you do know, if you are more of a scholar than we are, yeah, shoot us a thing, a thing, yeah, whatever you want, any number of things. Send it to us. Um, so our goal is just, hey, for the next few minutes, we're just going to read through this mm-hmm. um, and just kind of hit the high points and what kind of draws us to it and what kind of things that we pull out from it and really like. So uh, I will start. It says, "Preserve me, O God." For in you I take refuge. Verse 2. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. So just the two. If you were to read those two every morning, I think that's a good just kind of like, God, Lord, just preserve me, O God. For in you I take my refuge. I take my hiding. I take my life. I take everything in you. Uh, Then I say to you, then I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. Yeah. Those are two sort of central human needs. It's like mm-hmm. safety yep. and provision, right? It's like he's saying, and David was a person that we know from the story yes, of David yes, in yes. the Bible who needed some refuge. Yes. And he 
was plotted against and multiple times and planned against and sought after and tracked and uh you know he was wanted for dead and he says i'm taking my refuge in god not that i'm gonna take it in my army right i gonna take it in my ability I'm right gonna take it in my brain and whatever i have and my resources the only resource that i'm going to take shelter in and safety in is you lord yep that's and, right and that's a big I mean, that took probably years for David to come to that conclusion, which one, I think he felt that because he had seen that work multiple times in his life, Mm -hmm. multiple times in his life. I bet that he had tried something else, but found out the only shelter and safety he got was God. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of his life or towards the end of his life, he could easily say, ah, it's just you. Yeah. I've tried other things. Mm-hmm. You is who I take my refuge in. Yep. Um, and so for us, it's like in the year 2022, there's going to be a lot of unknowns. We have COVID is still ramping back up. There's still now universities and schools and places that are, Hey, we're going back to virtual. We're doing right. this and that and mass mandates and all these other things going on. You may be back and like, Man, I thought we were, d- this is two years in now. I thought we were done with this. I'm yeah. like, you could take your safety in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, what are you in your entire life and your family going to take your shelter in? Mm-hmm. It should be in God. Yeah, that's right. It should it should be in Him. I also don't want you to hear me say <laughs> you should do that instead of maybe getting vaccinated mm-hmm. or going to the doctor and yeah. stuff like that. God has also put those out there for us as well. Yeah. So well, it's, you you said it. You know, David didn't take refuge in his army or his own ability. But he had those things, and he used those things, but he understood them as under yes, the refuge of God. Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, like yeah. our hope and our faith and our trust is in God, and God has given us so much uh, to take care of ourselves and to use smart people who are doing great yes, things out yes, in the world. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and so those things, I don't, th- I don't see those as competing with one another. I see them as working together. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then the second, you know, the second line, he just, I mean, he just throws it down right at the beginning. He says, I don't have anything good besides you. Everything good that he's got in his life. I have no good apart from you, which is, which is, I think a big, there's a big statement that being apart from you, Mm -hmm. because you can do a lot. Yeah. You, Chris can do a lot. Mm -hmm. You, Justin, you listener you have great abilities Mm -hmm. and smart and you can do a lot of good things, but it, is it good? Right. Is it good and pleasing to the Lord Mm -hmm. and what you're doing? And if you're doing it solely on your ability and on your thought and on your merit and whatever you want to do, it may be good to the world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, I think that's what, you know, I kind of draw from that is what is the definition of good there and Mm. what, um, barometer scale, whatever do we use to say, Oh no, this is good. Yeah. It has to be to the will of God. Yeah, that's right. And so you may be famous, you may be CEO, you may be building a company, you may be whatever it may be and be like, Hey, I'm doing good things. Mm. Yeah. You might be doing good things, Yeah, but who is it good to? Yeah. Um, and is it's it for the Lord. It's, it's a heart position too, because, mm-hmm. because he says, you're my Lord. That mm. means I'm putting myself under you. Um, Lord um, is the number one title. Yes. Like 
That's as high Ever. as it goes. That's as high as it goes, yeah. David was a king. Yeah. David had wealth and army and power. He had everything. But he says, I'm putting all that at your feet because none of it's good if I'm apart from you. And yeah. I think we've got the same thing. We do have good stuff. We've got we're, we're, yeah. we're blessed and we have talents and abilities, but we've got to we've got to put ourselves in a position of wanting to to serve and follow the will of God in order for all that good stuff to be activated in our lives. And you may not be CEO president of a company or whatever it may be. It could be I don't want to say like lower than, but what the world would say would be lower than. But like mm. if you are living for God and everything you do is living for him, then it is good. Whatever job that you want to say is lower on the totem pole, which I don't think there is any job that's higher or lower. Mm -hmm. Right. The world may say that. Right. Like, hey, well, you're a server or you're a bus driver or a janitor. You're a janitor or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You do it for the Lord, then it's good. Yes. And that's who we serve and look towards. Yeah, we we like to look at things from a worldly perspective. Even in the church, even good church people oh, absolutely. like to evaluate that way. But like, you know, scripture often talks about that even though we're separate people in Christ, we're all this one body. And if you can really get your mind around that, every single part of a body is important to make a body work. And the kingdom of God is just like that. We don't all need to be CEOs. If we were no. all CEOs, guess what's not getting done? Any work. <laughs> Everything else. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and and in the kingdom of God, that's a level playing field. It's like the head is just as important as the foot. And the ear is just as important as the eye, you know? Yeah. And that's something that everybody struggles with. Well, and I think about this. We got coming up next Monday. We have the national championship. Rotad. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, we had the national championship coming up. And I put this into like a sports deal. Mm -hmm. Like over and over again, I was an offensive lineman. Um, I scored one touchdown. Nice. You got that one though. I was on defense actually, but as a, as a DN, I picked up a fumble, ran it five yards, scored a touchdown. It's like, yeah, I scored one touchdown in my years of playing football. Yeah. I was like, hey, look at me. Um, Almost scored two, but got one of them got called back. It was <laughs> a buddy of mine. Uh, I'll tell a story because it's really funny. A buddy of mine, Adam Tomlinson. I don't think you listen, but if you do, Adam, what's up, dude? Um, at halftime, we were playing a team that wasn't that great. And Adam was like, they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch because we're up a ton. He goes, I'm getting an interception. <laughs> he goes, if I get an interception, you get behind me. I'm pitching you the ball. <laughs> and you're going to run it in. And I said, yes, yes, we are. You got it. We came out that next drive, 97-yard interception. He ran it to the two-yard line and turned around and pitched me the ball. <laughs> and I walked in. Our coach was furious. I bet. But there was a flag on the play. Oh, no. So the whole thing. I would have been in the record books at our school as the longest interception. <laughs> I didn't intercept it. I didn't yeah. run it. But because I'm the one that scored it, it yeah. would have been under me. Yeah. Um, so that would have been cool. Uh, but this whole like team thing, like – Hey, if you're a lineman, hey, you're here for the better body of the team. You're not going to get in papers. You're not going to mm -hmm. get notarized. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get beat up. But it's also the same as like a holder, mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, you got one job. You're do your job. Hold the ball, yeah. do it. And it's because that. And it's all for the betterment of the team. And for you, it doesn't matter if you're the starting QB, if you're the starting running back, 
or if you're the holder, if you're the third string quarterback, but you're the number one holder on the, you know, on like field goals, it's an important job. Yes. And it's all for the betterment of the team. So it doesn't matter what your job is. Are you doing it for the betterment of the kingdom of God? Yeah. Um, and what I tell our parents and what I tell all the people in our church, almost every time I get to preach, um, is you may think you're a bus driver on the trip to bring the kids to wherever, or, or if you're in VBS and you're just doing snacks and you get to put the goldfish in the cups, like, no, you are a vital part to the kingdom of God is showing them love. Yeah. And so don't think like, Hey, well, I'm not on stage leading singing. I'm not giving the message. I'm not planning. All I'm doing is just passing out little grape juice and some golden or some like goldfish. Like that's very important. Yeah. Um, and if you do it with a heart of, I give it all to the Lord, mm-hmm. then that's, that's perfect. That's right. Um, so no matter what your job is, no matter where you are right now, listen to this and you're like, man, my job is crummy. I don't mean much. Do it in the name of the Lord. Yeah. It's going to be important Yeah, for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Um, I have no good apart from you. And again, that good is a worldly good and what we kind of put that on. Uh, verse three, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Mm. And so he looks and says, look, for the ones that are living that, the ones that are the saints, what he means by saints there is the believers. Yeah. The ones that are following. Mine says the holy people who are in the land. Right. So and so like the saints believe, isn't yeah. like where we put like, well, a saint is somebody who St. Peter and right. Saint. No, 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 no. This is anyone that says I'm a believer and I'm working and striving. I love that. He says, in whom is all my delight. And so for the question that I have for you guys and for, and for sure myself is, do you delight in those around you that are also serving the kingdom? Mm. Do you share in that delight? Do you like tell them, Yeah. Hey, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you're doing in the kingdom, whatever it may be. Do you live in that realm or is it always in focus? Cause this, I see an outward focus for sure. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is David's community moment uh, yeah. in, in his <laughs> psalm here. And he's reflecting on how God's his protection, how he doesn't have anything good apart from God. And then, and then he just like, it's like he looks out over the valley and sees all the people of God and, and his heart just explodes with joy. Yeah. He says, all my delight is in them, man. If we could have that attitude, yeah. if we could have that attitude in our local churches, that's a message of building one another up. That's and, a message. And like we, delighting we, in every aspect of what people are doing for the kingdom of God. And this, and th- there are two things that I thought about when, when I was thinking about this, this part of the Psalm. And, and one is, um, you know, I think a lot of times we reserve a lot of our harshest critiques for the people in our churches and the people that frustrate us, you know, and, and it's a whole different thing to, uh, to let go of our own expectations and to appreciate people for who they are in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It goes back to what we were just talking about. Everybody's not going to have the same set of skills, the same blessings, the same, but, but to look at a body of people who are following Jesus and, and striving to do their best and to just take delight in them. That's a message that we can send to the world because that's that message of unity that Jesus is constantly talking about. But the other side of it too is like, it doesn't just have to be a your church thing. 
Like, yeah. the kingdom of God is not Global. just a church. <laughs> it's all the churches. The. And what would that do if we stopped focusing so much on the things that make us different as different faith traditions? I'm talking about within the Christian faith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and focus more on delighting in one another and seeing this church across town who's doing great stuff and no, celebrating big. them instead of saying, oh, well, how could we do what they're doing better? Or, or talking. Yeah, and that's weird. And that's that's the one thing about, which I think that our church has a good job of trying not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some massive churches in Birmingham. For sure. We have like. One we have the, one of the biggest mega churches in the U.S. right now. Yes, Church of the Highlands yeah. is here in Birmingham. I don't, I don't like the last numbers of them, but I want to say they're like forty k. That was the last number I saw. Right, so they're probably bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, they just built a. They just took. They just bought a whole. I think the building that Jacob used to work in, or maybe not. Oh, that okay. off of They like they have their own college. Yeah, they just built and opened up their new college, and it's this crazy thing. And we've had students leave our church and go and now go to that college. To the college, work, yeah. Right? And there's people like, well, well, they left us one church of the Highlands. I'm like, praise God, they're working for God. They didn't leave Jesus. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not. <laughs> and so I, I, I hate how that always comes across when you have the Methodist and yeah. you have the Baptist and you Church of Christ and you have the, you know, the non-dominational community churches and people are like, yeah, well, did you see what they did? They ah, oh, stop that. They're part of the family too. Stop that, John. Like, <laughs> yeah. be like delight and like, but did you see how much they gave to yeah. like the homeless shelter last month? Like, praise God for that. Yeah. Um. So if we could start that on a local or on your own, like delight in those that are working in your church and then in your community and state, I'm not kind of putting down our churches. We're not here to try to steal people away from mm-hmm. different churches. You love Jesus. You love Jesus. Yeah, and that's, that's what right. I'm about. Um, and kind of going through that. I'm going to light. So verse four, will you read verse four? The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood and I will not speak their names with my lips. So one, good job, David. Do not drink the blood. Like <laughs> I think that'd be easy for me if I was, yeah. if I came to Homewood, if I came to our church and they're like, Hey, first off, we need you to drink this blood offering. I'd be like, I'm going to find somewhere else. I'm not about that. Um, but yeah, so he says, look, there's other people doing other things. I'm not about that. Right. Like, I'm not even going to take their names on my lips. I'm going to talk about them. They're not worth that time. Um, but then verse five. Well, I think, if, oh, just yeah, real yeah, quick, yeah. I, I think there's a cultural relevance here. Well, of, yeah. So, yeah, of course. David is in the Middle East, yeah. Near East, whatever yeah. you want to, whatever you want to call it. And the Hebrew faith, the Israelite faith mm-hmm. is one of, many 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 and uh we we can appreciate this in some ways now but in a in a much more direct way uh the surrounding and competing religions of his day were really interwoven with cultures and politics yeah and commerce and money and all this different stuff and what david here is saying is like i don't care what those other gods have to offer me as it relates to political power or uh, food or whatever. He says, 
what he's saying is I'm not going to worship because we're talking about pouring out drink offerings. That's an act of worship. That's an act of sacrifice. Yes. When he talks about, I'm not going to speak their names. We're talking about worship. Praise. He's Yeah. He's saying, I belong to God. I belong to Yahweh. That's the God who I name. Lord. Yes. And doesn't matter what it's going to cost me. It doesn't matter what it could get me. If I were to worship these other gods, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I think we've got the same thing. Ours may not be other As religions. Like, yeah. But we could we could pour out the drink offering to politics or mm. money or career ambitions in the same way to get ahead or to gain some type Status. of advantage. Mm. But we've got to do the same thing David does here. And we say, I see you over there, but I'm going to worship God. I'm going to follow this path. Well, my brain went to something a little more crazier than that. Where, <laughs> where Yes, I think you're way more on that. But in my brain is like, I'm not going to go to some Appalachian church and <laughs> well, go over there up and start handling some snakes yeah. and letting it bite me. Yeah. Right. But it's like, no, well you have to do this to show that you are, mm -hmm. it's like, Oh no. Yeah. I'm not about that. I'm about praising God and, and living for him. First verse five, it says the Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lots. Verse uh, six, the lines have fallen for me and, pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Mm. Um, and so I think that's the end. I got to switch page. Beautiful inheritance. Yeah. So this idea of like, he's like, look, the Lord is my portion and my cup. Um, and we don't speak that way. Mm -hmm. Right. But this portion of cup is just him saying like, wherever he leads me and guides me and whatever I'm dealt with in his name, that's all I need. Right. Like I'm not going to look for a bigger cup or a prettier cup or a better cup. The portion he gives me, I want more portion. I deserve better. I deserve this. He says, look, whatever the Lord gives me, mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to take. Yeah. Because that's what I need. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need is him. Yeah. Um, and you can look further to know, well, I want to follow this. It's not, again, we talk about this. It's not a health and wealth gospel. Like, well, I want to go to the church and follow the God that's going to get me rich and famous and more security and more safety. And I could, no. I'm going to follow God because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So he just kind of says there in that, in that, you know, same boat where he says, Hey, um, that, uh, verse four, you know, with the uh, drink offerings of blood, I kind of take that also with the portion and cup is like, you can have your cup of blood, which we want to, whatever portion and cup God gives me, that's what I'm going to take. Yeah. In that. Yeah. This is, uh, 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 we talked a little bit about this beforehand. These, this is, these are a, a really interesting couple of verses here. And it's really like inheritance language. And he's, it, yeah. So then he says, I have a beautiful, inheritance. I have a beautiful inheritance, but this was a big deal. Like an inheritance was unbreakable. Really. You know, you've got the stories of, yeah. of Jacob and Esau mm -hmm. and, and, and inheritance plays a big role. Prodigal son. Prodigal kind of, son. Yeah, yeah. If you have an inheritance, it's set and it's guaranteed. Well, and nobody can. It is blood, family, yes. firstborn. So like, this is what you get no matter what. So if you want to talk about being secure in something, you use this inheritance language. And David is like, I don't care what my circumstances are. I know that what I have in you, God, is secure. And it's more than I need. And it's all that I need. I, I don't... I don't have an inheritance. Yeah, me either. <laughs> right? Like, that's also something. But I do know people that do. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they've acted this way, but I could see somebody being like, hey, when you turn 21, 
This is when you get your share, you get a portion of it or whatnot. I could see them being 20 being like, all right, I'm gonna buy this car now. Yeah, I can't pay it right now, but give me a year. Just wait. Just wait. I'm gonna get this big inheritance. I'm gonna live it up now. I'm gonna go in some debt now, mm-hmm. knowing that I could pay it back later because I'm about to get whatever sum of money it is. And you're living for this inheritance of wow, this money, this wealth, this earthly deal. For him, it says my ultimate inheritance. It's beautiful because it's with you. Mm-hmm. It is the inheritance. And so for us followers of Jesus, we do have, you know, we do have a big, we have a beautiful inheritance. Mm -hmm. It is not money and wealth and things. It's not property. It's not land. It's not a business, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Hey, well, you're next in line when, you know, when your granddaddy dies and when, and then when I die, well, then my kid's going to get it. No, no, no. We have the ultimate inheritance and that's a life long eternity with the King. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Like that's what that beautiful inheritance is. And so, which is very crazy for David to be saying that. Cause like he has all the inheritance to give. Yeah. Right. Like he's like, he, he has it all. And yeah. he's like, no, I got something better. Yeah. I got something better coming there. Um, this beautiful inheritance. So verse seven, got to flip my page. Sorry. Uh, verse seven says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. So this is one that I also kind of went back and forth with. I did just a little bit of research, but I tried to dwell. I think I spent more time on verse seven, just kind of thinking about it. It says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. So for 2022, this is a good thing for a new year's deal. Where do you get your counsel? Yeah. Is it going to be the nightly news? Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're just going to come away angry and sad and mad and whatever. Is it, is it going to be Twitter? Mm-hmm. Please don't. Social media. You can learn a lot of stuff about. I mean, those are great tools to learn. But are you getting all of your counsel from, you know, your best friend at work, right? It's like, well, you know, she always said, well, no, <laughs> don't be doing that. I get on to my mom. And my mom, I think, listens to this too sometimes. <laughs> I get on my mom about this. But she'll say, well, they say. Who's they? Well, who's they, right? <laughs> well, you know, they, I don't know they, I don't know who they are, right? Um, but who are, who are you let guiding and speaking that guiding light in your life in 2022? Yeah. Is it external or is it God first? Mm-hmm. And then is it godly people second? Yeah. Like, is it a trusted few that you're like, no, I will listen to them because I trust them. Yeah. And I know that they're getting their trust and their counsel from God too. Yeah. Um, not, not what you want to hear. Cause you can go online, you can find the one channel you like mm-hmm. and it's going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And it's going to counsel you and guide you in the way that you want to go. Yeah. Um, instead of just with God. Right. And finding your counsel in him. And yeah. that takes time and that takes energy for you to spend time. Do you listen to God? Mm. Are you constantly asking, 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 bless, please be with, protect. And all those prayers are great and God wants those prayers. But there's another part of prayer of listening. Yeah. Do you sit and listen and listen for the counsel? And then in that it says, in the night also my heart instructs me. And I found that interesting. Mm. And I don't know why, but it's this idea of like, to me, I think at night, that's kind of like when I have peace, mm. right? Yeah. Like even in the peace of like the day is done, 
I'm going to try not to think about all the things I got to do tomorrow. We got to start it all over again. But at night, it says, my heart instructs me. And for me, I kind of put the Holy Spirit into this. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, you know, to me, this is very much Holy Spirit language that my heart instructs me, even at night. Mm -hmm. That even, that even in um, nighttime, I will um, trust it. Here comes, (laughs) sorry, here comes the five-year-old. Uh-uh, buddy. Soon. Uh, my trans- Sorry, that was like the most important part of this entire thing. <laughs> then my uh, shirtless five-year-old goes, Dad, I'm hungry. I like like he does every 30 minutes. <laughs> my my translation's a little different, which uh, has a, a little different shade to it. Uh, mine says, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. And then the second part's a little different. It says, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. Ooh. And... uh. I, I can relate to both actually to what you're saying. You know, you're at the end of the day, you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish and you can finally slow down for a minute and have some peace. And that's a great moment to reflect on God, to seek wisdom, to listen to the spirits work in your heart. Um, but then there's this other side of it too, where I don't know if you experience this, but like if I didn't have a great day or if I've got stuff that I didn't finish it's when I'm laying down to go to sleep at night where those start, thoughts start running through my head and I think, oh, I should have done this different or, oh man, I've got to finish this. I hope I don't forget about it. And my mind can kind of start to wind up yes, instead of wind down. And I love that David here says that even at night when my thoughts are running away from you, I'm going to pull myself back in because you counsel me. You're the one that I trust. And I love your Holy Spirit reference. Yeah. Because that's one of those names for the Spirit is is a counselor. And well, that, does yours say heart in yours? No. Even at night when my thoughts trouble me. Okay. And so mine says, in at night also my heart instructs me. And so yeah. for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same exact thing. If my mind can go crazy yeah. and my mind can be running wild and my mind can keep me up, but my heart and the peace of the Spirit can say... Hey, hold on. Yeah, that's good. Great. You did what you could today. Tomorrow's a new day to serve mm-hmm. and love and to fix the things you didn't do or to do more or to do less or just to be in that. Yeah, I think that's great. Verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be shaken. Um, and again, this most of the time we hear of sitting at the right hand of God. Right. We don't have a little reversal here. God at the right hand of me. Right. um, Means the same. I would almost say I sit at the right hand of God, but really back then, if you were a leader, if you were a King, if you're whatever, the person at your right hand is like the person you're going to listen to the most, your most trusted advisor, your most trusted person. So the person that you would put your life in their hands because it is because it is right. And so, you know, we hear about Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yep. But here he says, God, I put you at my right hand. You are my only counsel. Yep. Like I put my life in you. And so again, for us in this new year, in this new day, in this new hour, whatever it may be, who is at your right What's hand? What's at your right hand? Yeah. Is it, you know, the person next to you, you know, in your a cubicle that you, they, is it, <laughs> is it, they? is it, is it, it they, them? is it them? Is it, is it, 
Twitter, who you follow. No, no I take all my counsel from these people because yeah. that's what I want to hear. Or is it, do you truly try to listen to God yeah. um, and live on that at the right hand? And I love the last part. It says, I shall not be shaken. Mm-hmm. If, if you know that you have God at your right hand, then, then, you know, who should you fear? Yeah. Like the, you should not fear the day or any big decisions or whatnot, because you're like, I got God next to me. Right. And he's going to counsel me and he's going to counsel me in the way that is best for me and the best for me in his kingdom. Yeah. And, and for his glory. Yeah. We, I think, we, I think just about everybody can relate to this. It's like, we've been in situations, whether it's on a, on a team on a, you know, playing sports or in a certain role, if you've got that steady, reliable person that you know you can trust, your confidence soars. You, you, you think you can take on anything because you've got somebody that's standing with you. Now multiply that by an infinite number. Oh, yeah. and, and that's what David's talking about here. He's like, I have the God as my right-hand man nothing's going to shake me. We had a kid in high school. Actually, I grew up with him from, I mean, first grade all the way up. We actually graduated together. Um, even we even changed schools and we were still together. Um, and he had a bigger brother, Jesse. Jesse. Uh, and they were bad dudes. As in like, they were mean. Like Jesse picked up a teacher and put him to the locker. He got kicked out of our private school. <laughs> but Jesse was a mean dude. Also, no one messed with Ryan. Right. Because he had Jesse next to him. That's right. Right. And Ryan could talk all he wanted and do whatever he wanted. No one's going to pick on Ryan because we knew that Jesse yeah. was nearby. <laughs> right. I never had that. I'm an only child. It's like, oh, just me. Like, yeah. I have no one to have my back. Right. But if you know that, if you know that you had a bigger brother, Jesse next to you, you'd be a little more bold in what you do. And so for your life, are you bold because you know that you have the king of kings mm-hmm. at your right hand. Yeah. You can be bold in how you live and just how you treat people and all this stuff. Not in that mean way of being a bully, but you can live boldly for the kingdom knowing that he's at your right hand where you can go against cultural norms. Yep. You can go against what your family or neighbors even think and say, no, I'm going to live for God only. And when there's outside pressure, it's like, ah, oh, I'm getting counsel from him. Yeah, that's right. Because that's who he is. Um, and I shall not be shaken by it. I love that. Verse nine. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. So that whole deal of my shelter, I'm secure. You're at my right hand. There's all that deal. But I mean, I love that part. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being, re- my whole being rejoices. This may be kind of sad, but I, I can't think of a time right now and I'm sure it's happened multiple times, but like where your whole, I mean, I'd say when my kids were born, when I got married, certain areas, I think there's certain times of worship that I've had this, Yeah. but where my whole being rejoices, yeah. wherever from the, from my toes to top of my head where I'm just rejoicing because I have a relationship with God. Yeah. That's what you should be secure in, mm. not in external things. Yeah, this is a, you know, this whole, you know, this is all about safety and security and comfort. Mm-hmm. And he's not talking about his circumstances. Yeah. Because we know what those were. Yeah. 
This was King David. <laughs> how can, how how can we take a look at our circumstances and say, "My heart is glad. My whole body rejoices because I'm secure in who God is." That's that's a, that's a that's a goal right there. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, verse ten: For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your whole one see corruption. For you will not abandon my soul. So we, and this is over and over again. You can go from from the OT to the new T and hear the same language of like, you will never leave me, forsake me, abandon me. You know, for him knowing like, hey, I'm putting a lot in you. Yeah, I'm putting a lot of my trust in my life in you. But I also know that you're never going to leave me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And then two years later, you're like, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Right? No, no, you're going to be here and you're always going to be here. And what kind of comfort, again, does that give somebody knowing that, hey, I'm going to give this all. I'm going to go all in on God. Yeah. And he's not going to be like, uh, I'm going to go somewhere else later. Yeah. That he's always going to be there. Yeah. And cool link here uh, in Peter's first sermon that he delivers in Acts. It's in Acts 2. He references Psalm 16. Yeah. And he talks about this set of verses and he says, you know, David said, you're not going to abandon me to Sheol, which is the grave, basically. And you're not going to allow your faithful one to see decay. He was like, I can tell you now, David died and rotted in the grave. David here was talking about the four. He was foretelling the coming yeah. of Jesus and this ultimate king yeah. and this ultimate savior of God's people in Jesus. And so that's a cool little link there. Absolutely. Um, verse 11, last one, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm. So he says, so he does all this thing of like, I'm going to love, I'm going to be there. You're never going to leave me. I'm not going to drink of the cup of this. Whatever you give me is what I need. Mm-hmm. I rest assuring you, my heart, the, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is with me at night and it guides me and all those things. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And again, I think we've talked about the whole deal of happiness and joy yeah. and earthly joy or just like earthly happiness circumstances versus full joy, just kind of having the joy of the Lord. And just in this, he just says, look, I have full joy knowing that you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to do, mm-hmm. but I think that's a, a task. That's a being, or that's a place that we should strive to be saying, Hey, I have a fullness of joy in you. One thing that I love about David, and especially as you read through the Psalms, you read through the Psalms and like you get the full it's scope up and of down and everything. Emotion. Yeah, he had good times, he had bad times. But what I love about David is that he was able to see the reality of God in ways that it seems like the people around him were not. Mm. And so, you know, earlier in this, he talks about. You know, you could sacrifice to other gods and that might get you something that seems appealing. David surely had choices every day where he could choose to follow God or follow someone else. But David here says, you reveal the path of life to me. 
That's reality. There's perception. All this stuff might look great, mm. but David can see through all that stuff to the reality of the kingdom of God. And he says, I'm following your path because mm -hmm. on that path, there's life, mm -hmm. there's joy, and there's eternal pleasure. And that's hard to do because we, we see all the shiny stuff around <laughs> us and it's easy to get distracted. But if you stay the path, whatever life that leads you down, that's your best life. That's what God wants for you. And the joy is there and, and a home with God forever is there. Absolutely. And I, and I think at the end of this, this is also a talk and no to nod to Jesus as well. Mm -hmm. Right. It says at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm. We have pleasures forevermore because of Jesus right? and at God's right hand is Jesus. So that's because right. of him, we have that eternal pleasures forevermore. And again, that's not earthly pleasures. That's kingdom heavenly pleasures just to get to be in the presence of God yep, and of Jesus. That's right. And so a little note to Jesus in Psalm 16 as well. Um, well, hey, we hope that you guys enjoyed this. There was a lot here. This went this was a longer one, way longer than I thought it'd be today. I thought, oh, it's only eleven verses, but again, it, it just like shows you how there's a lot in there, thick and rich, and um, a lot is in scripture mm -hmm. as well. So, um, hopefully, you guys will have a chapter, a verse, something that you're going to help push you in the new year, and maybe it's Psalm 16, maybe, or maybe it's something else. Let us know. Uh, we would love to know that. And I know that it is already in our time. It's already three o'clock. Uh, so hopefully this will be up by three 30. There you go. Uh, we'll get this going on here. Just pretty a little quick. late. Just, Just a little fine. late. Sorry guys. Things happen, but Hey, we have not missed a week in 73 weeks. That's incredible. We thought it was going to happen today. Not today, but Satan, not today. We're going to do this. Get behind me. Um, well, Hey, like review rate, subscribe, all the cool things that people say on podcast yep um do those things we'd love to hear from you hope that you have a good day uh and we will catch y'all next week bye friends see you